Welcome to Raid Podcast Legends, a weekly podcast all about Raid Shadow Legends. If you'd like to get in contact, send an email to raidpodcastlegends at gmail.com. Guten Tag, Legends, and welcome to episode 12 of Raid Podcast Legends. That's all I've got to say today. My name is Greg. I am Mad Capsules. If you'd like to call me that, or you can call me Greg, or whatever, I, I don't care. Hi. Hi. Anyway, this is a Raid Shadow Legends podcast. It's episode 12. Let's smash on into things, shall we? And we'll start off, as I do every week, by looking at the progression that I've made since the last episode. And you may be interested to know that lots of things have happened this time around. You might recall last episode that I reached out to someone whose name was Mike, and probably still is Mike, and I suggested I would be opening to joining, I would be open, I should say, to joining their Discord channel. Well, I did join, and it has been a massive help for me. The more experienced folk there, shit tons more experienced folk there, have helped me understand who my strong champions actually are. <laughs> and what I was doing wrong with them, which is probably more important. It's really quite a lot to go into, and to be honest, there are still many areas where I'm still wrapping my head around why it actually works better. And when I do, when I get it, you bet your ass it'll be a beginner's tip. But I guess what I have learned as a result of that is that Raid is far more complicated than it seems at first glance. And although... I already thought it was pretty complicated. It's uh, far more complicated than even that. Not only do you need to understand the utility of certain champions, but you also need to understand what their abilities will benefit from. And you need to take their speed into account, which I hadn't really considered. Well, I had thought about it, but I didn't care that much. Now I know I should have cared. Oh, and attack champions. They need to get their crit rate up to 100%. Quick smart because shit, they really change once they get up there. And accuracy also actually matters for certain champions, not for all. But like I said, it's a lot to get my head around. I still don't necessarily understand why. So we'll get there. But the tips I've gotten so far have helped me immensely. And I'm sure it won't take me long before I start to put pieces together in my skull. So as a result, I've been enjoying the game a whole lot more. I have even more goals now, which is super important for longevity and staying power of a game. I've been playing more. I've been pushing through the dungeons slowly and putting some focus back onto my masteries. So there's been a fair bit of general slow progression across everything, I would say, which is pretty cool. And as a result of that... I spent money again. <laughs> I wanted to take advantage of the shard event that's currently running in the hope that it would score me a Madame Ceres or a Cold Heart. But no, no, no luck. Screw you, RNG. Anyway, I got some champions I didn't have, which is great. But none of that looks... None that look really amazing. I got Lua. She's apparently pretty good. Yay. Although I'm sure the guys in the Discord will tell me otherwise, and I've probably got a super awesome champion. We shall see. Most importantly, though, 
and I put this to the very last, burying the lead, as always, out of everything that has happened over the last two weeks. Easily the biggest thing was that I smashed through into Silver 1 in Arena, finally, and then straight on into Silver 2. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure I could fairly easily get into Sil Silver 3, so yay me. A lot of this is due to the tips that I received a couple of weeks ago from Clinton, which I'm still using, and of course to the tips that I've received from the Discord that I joined, and these were more champion-specific tips which have resulted in my team being more powerful. But as uh, part of it is also due to the weird little matchmaking errors that I keep coming across, and if you're playing the game a lot, you'll probably see them yourself. Um, some days, and by some days I mean pretty much every day, sometimes a couple of times a day, I'll log in and I'll find that I have a full lineup of very low level opponents in Arena. So I smash them all and I refresh and the next list of opponents is basically what I would expect them to have been in the first place. So some free wins is great. So yes, I kind of manipulated the free wins into ranking up faster, but this was not really the main reason I was able to rank up. It really comes down to the fact that I have a better team overall these days based on tips so thanks for the tip guys guess sounds awkward anyway i will keep focusing on improving my arena team which has reopened my ability to continue chasing progress missions finally thank crikey but my next goal is to build a better clan boss team and by doing that i should start to better understand the requirements for progressing in the dungeons because i really can't get past that pesky level 13. Slowly, slowly, won't take long, I expect. Now, lastly, I actually got two reviews this week, which is pretty cool. So over the last couple of weeks, I should say. So I'm going to read them both out, one at the end and one now. I will read this one out now because I want to respond to it. I want to respond to the other one, but I think this one's um, more important to bring up sooner. So I want to, and this is from someone who goes by the name Archie, 2222 on iTunes and it is a raid podcast review and they gave me three stars thank you Archie Archie says I want to start off by saying I love a raid podcast and I appreciate the content coverage although I do cr criticize the presentation especially the speed at times throughout sometimes actually quite often you ramble and the speed takes over and I miss a lot of content because you zoomed through I'm sure in the future it will improve, and so will my star ratings. This is just constructive criticism, and I still love the content. Good luck in the future. Thanks. Well, thank you, Archie. And all I ever really ask for when it comes to reviews are honest reviews. And that is an honest review, and I do appreciate that. Um, my response would be, yeah, I do ramble, but to be honest, that's the, that's the content. <laughs> that's what it is it's uh mostly off the top of my head uh, i take notes for the news i take notes for what's happened to me over the last couple of weeks but everything else is really just off the top of my head um, and as a result of that can lead to rambling and can lead to me just sort of rushing through things sometimes and it is what it is and i apologize the reality is, if I if I knew things in better detail, I would be able to organize my thoughts better, and that would mean that I would ramble less and probably talk slower. The issue is that I'm really just a beginner when it comes to raids, so sometimes I, I fumble through things, and then 
rush through them after I realized that I said something stupid. <laughs> but anyway, appreciate your review again. And, uh, you know, to anyone out there that does, that has been thinking about giving me a review and then thought, you know, I don't want to give this guy five stars. You don't have to. I'm not asking for five stars. I'm just asking for an honest review so people know what they expect. And let's face it, they shouldn't be getting their expectations up too high. <laughs> anyway, thank you again to Archie. Okay, cracking on into the news. What have we got? There wasn't a massive amount of news. Drockgul, or however you pronounce his name, the current Fragment Challenge champion that's running has got himself some lore on Facebook. So if you go there, you will read a little bit of backstory for that particular champion. I do enjoy reading through these as it does add a sense of scale to the game. It fills out the world a little more. So I recommend you go check it out. Um, but they do tend to be longer than I expect. Uh, and I wish there was some way to have that information in the game. I think the game tends to feel like it is lore-free, but it isn't. So... Facebook is where you can find that information. Next up, you probably noticed <laughs> there were a bunch of server issues after launch, the launch of update 2.2. The game was even down for a full day, possibly even more. Uh, it was definitely down for a whole day for me, and then I had some other things to do. I didn't get to play for a day or two, uh, which sucked a bit on multiple uh, counts, but shit happens. Um, and of course, Plarium does acknowledge that this happened and they seem to be back on top of things for now. Although I have noticed a bit of slowdown. Uh, I just don't think their, their servers have been prepared for the amount of players that came back as a result of 2.2. So obviously update 2.2 was, um, good. Maybe that was my phone. Wanted to be part of the podcast. Good on your phone. Next up, Plarium Play has just celebrated one year of existence, so congratulations to Plarium for that one. It was a damned great idea to bring Plarium games to PC. In fact, this podcast wouldn't exist if Plarium did not create Plarium Play. Because the main reason I play Raid is because I can do it semi-passively on my PC. There are plenty of other games that are similar to Raid that are maybe more that are maybe better suited to me, such as, such as um, Mortal Kombat uh, and Marvel Strike Force and uh, Galaxy, you know, the Star Wars one, um, just because they align with my interests. But the one I play is Raid because it's the only one I can play on my PC. So kudos to Plarium, great idea. More. Uh, developers should be doing that. Ching. Lastly, in the Discord, the team shared another what is the raid team working on update. And this came out after 2.2. They didn't share a lot. Basically, they said rare, rare tomes will be removed from Nightmare and... Um, fuck, my brain just stopped. Ultimate Nightmare? Ultra Nightmare? I can't remember what it's called because I don't play it. I'm still stuck on hard. Rare Times will be removed from those chests in the future. It hasn't gone live with the 2.2 update, if you were wondering. It is coming. In addition, they're still working on improving arena matchmaking. <laughs> yes, they are. And breaking things, and it's helping. Thanks, guys. And bringing new champions in. The first champion to be coming is a champion called Lydia the Death Siren, which is pretty cool, although Lydia sounds like, I don't know, a little old lady. 
Which sounds lovely. Who will be a reward for completing all Faction Wars crypts. So that is pretty cool. And lastly, they mentioned they are still working on the Doom Tower. But it will not be in the next upgrade update. So don't expect it in 2.3, which is expected mid-October. It's likely November or later for the Doom Tower, folks. Sorry to be the bearer of bad news. Speaking of news, that's the end of the news. Now, the discussion I have for today is probably not going to be a long one. It's really around whether or not, or not whether or not, it's around the late, late early game. Not the late game, the late early game and the early mid game, <laughs> which is pretty much where I'm at. And I guess the issue I have is... The start of the game, you, you feel like you've got a lot to do because you've got a lot of characters to build. You've got a lot of teams to build. You can smash through the campaign. The campaign's fairly easy to get through. Um, you know, even going into hard campaign, you start to build a better team. You start to get a bit more confidence. You're going through there. At first, you're a little afraid of arena. Then you start to build your confidence in arena and things like that. So the early game, I find, is actually, I'm not, I was going to say it's actually the most interesting, but I wouldn't say it's the most interesting or the most fun. Um, I'd say it's probably the most clear in terms of progression. The, the late early game is where things start to fall apart because the game doesn't hold your hand and tell you exactly how you need to do things. It expects you to learn it yourself, and it kind of expects you to learn it yourself through trying things out. Now, the thing I don't necessarily agree with in terms of that is if you get a bunch of new champions, right, and they're all epic champions, the time that it takes for you to try them all out and then try them with different artifacts or try them in different um, combinations of champions in a team and things like that. The amount of time that takes is, it's a long time. So I think a lot of players probably end up finding their way onto YouTube or just doing a search on Google as I did, seeing the, the recommended champions and building the best team they can out of the champions that they have, which isn't a massive problem, but it means you tend to neglect the rest. And I probably have a bunch of fairly good, fairly competent champions in my um, kit bag. That's what I'll call it. But I haven't used them and I haven't had a chance to use them. I've leveled them all up, but I haven't paid any attention to what they do or how they work. And that's a little bit sad. Um, it'd be nice to be able to, and I guess you, you kind of can, you can build whatever team you want and then just throw them into something and, and play around with it. But you sort of have to get them to, hmm, what am I trying to say? I guess you lose direction in the middle of the game. And part of the reason you do, and maybe the reason I feel this way is because Arena was broken. So what I actually like is the missions. Um, and I recommend to all new players of the game, follow the mission structure. So when you're on your home screen, down the bottom left, there's the, the missions button. Press that, do what it says. 
Now, and, uh, when I first came across that, I was already, you know, a week or so into playing the game and I was probably a little bit far ahead of things. So I was doing a lot of those missions and thinking, God, these are easy. These are dumb missions. But if you do those missions right from when you start the game, it's actually going to teach you how to play the game because it teaches you how to farm. It teaches you kind of what to farm for, because if I remember correctly, some of those early missions is play the, um, whatever the first, uh, place is in campaign, play that until you get a pair of, um, boots with speed or whatever. So they're teaching you to keep playing until you get something with a specific role. It's maybe a little bit of a fiddly way of teaching people, and it can be frustrating because you're relying on RNG, but it does teach you. And I guess because I was already beyond that in certain ways, and then all of a sudden I had this hard stop when the missions expected me to get into Silver 1. And I couldn't because matchmaking was so damn frickin' difficult to get past. So for a long time, probably a period of about three or four months, I couldn't progress in those missions. And I was floundering. So when I'm saying that the late, early, and the early mid-game, you start to flounder a little bit because you don't know what to do, I still think that's true. And I still think that really me joining the Discord and having those other guys sort of put me on track helped me a great deal. And I think everyone's probably going to need something like that. But I guess I was also derailed quite significantly by the fact that I couldn't get into Silver 1 for so long and I lost track. Because now I'm going through the missions and yet again... They're all really easy for me, you know, get a, get five artifacts from level five of the ice golem dungeon. I'm like, uh, seriously? Uh, I've done that already, but it didn't count it because it wasn't up to that section of the mission. So the weird thing about the missions is some things it will recognize as you having already done and other things it expects you to do them when you get to that specific mission. So now I'm just frustratingly going through the things I should have done months ago, and I did do months ago, until I get up to a bit which hopefully is going to teach me some more about the game. So I think really the point I'm up to now is learning how and why certain champions perform well in arena and don't perform well in dungeons, for example, and things like that. And I need to look at what their skills are, what their abilities are, what their attributes are, um, and, and understand that. And when I do understand that, when that clicks, then I'll be able to start really building some good teams. And it, it's, it's interesting because it, it, it's at the individual level. So, the champion level, you've got to learn how to build them so that they have their best stats. Then you've got to look at them at the team level so that the team has the best stats and the best sort of cohesiveness so that they all work well together. And then you've got to look at the order that you want them to um, to participate in the battle. And you've got to make sure that their speeds uh, match that. 
So it's actually really, really complicated, much more complicated than I expected. But I'm starting to learn that that's where I need to be at this point in the game so that I can. And I think once I sort of get that, I'm probably going to get to a point again where it's going to be really enjoyable for a little while because I'm going to smash through and finish the brutal campaign. I'm going to smash through hard and probably uh, whatever brutal um, clan boss. Um, I'm going to smash through towards the later sections of the dungeon. So there's going to be a little bit of progression a little bit uh, for a little while, I think, with the champions that I have. And then I'm going to be putting the brakes on around the late mid game again. So I think there's there's probably three main sections of the game separated by two difficulty pauses at the start. You're just all guns blazing pew, uh, with all the characters that you've got. And then suddenly you slow down because you've got to learn more complex stuff. And then once you've got that, you can smash through for a little bit. And then all of a sudden you've, you, you come to another stop because then you have to finish doing your masteries. Then you have to finish doing the great hall, all that kind of stuff. And until you've actually finished all of that, you can't get into that late game grind. Um, so anyway, that's that's the discussion that I wanted to get to. That's that's what I think. If you think I'm a friggin' idiot and you want to tell me how wrong I am, raidpodcastlegends at gmail.com is the place to abuse me. Um, there probably was rambling there. I don't know. Um, maybe, Archie. I hope it was good. I hope it was good. You know where to find me, though. Raidpodcastlegends at gmail.com. Yeah, nothing much else I want to say about the discussion. Uh, I will move now into the second review that I got. And this one was sent to raidpodcastlegends at gmail.com. So this is an email review that came through. And this one uh, sort of took me by surprise. So I'll just read it out and then I can explain why. Hello. I'd like to say that I'm a huge fan. I'm a huge fan of both your Raid podcast and your Cephalon Squared podcast. When I was first really getting into Raid, I was watching a ton of videos and seeking as much content as possible. At work, I enjoy listening to podcasts, but I hadn't found any. Then I saw your podcast. There was only one episode out at the time. I really enjoy the witty banter and listening to your experience with the game so far. I am a big Warframe fan and the way you explained some of the RNG elements and grind in Raid helped me connect. I'm currently in a good clan but I'm debating on leaving it and joining yours. But I was wondering how active yours is and if it would be beneficial. Right now I'm grinding on hard clan boss with about 4 million per key. I just want to say that I really enjoy the show and I hope you continue to make content. Thanks. Tay Nanners. Thank you, Tay Nanners. So that, that is the first person I think that's reached out that listens to both of the main content, uh, podcasts that I do. So the Cephalon Squared podcast is a Warframe podcast that I do with a co-host. Um, and that is, we've been doing that for two years. Uh, it's a, it's a fairly popular podcast now, um, doing really well. And this one, I sort of just started off as a hobby uh, because I, I really don't know that many other raid podcast players. So uh, that's why it took me by surprise. And, and thank you uh, for supporting me and us, Tainanas. Whether or not you should join my clan is really up to you. My clan is shit. <laughs> so if you're in a good clan, um, and the reason it's good is because you're getting extra gear, 
more often, it's probably best to stick with them. The reason I say my clan is shit is because mm, I have quite a few people who joined, maybe 15, um, who joined because of my Cephalon Squared podcast and Discord channel. Uh, you know, they, they know me through there. They heard that I was playing uh, Raid. They knew that I was going to call the, the Raid clan Cephalon Squared, so they joined me there. And a lot of them just didn't click with the game. I mean, Raid is very much a grind, and if you don't like a grind, then you're not going to enjoy Raid. Uh, Warframe is a massive grind as well, but it's a more active game, whereas Raid is sort of more passive, I think. And it probably... No, I don't want to say it requires more thinking, because Warframe also requires a fair amount of thinking as well. Um, but anyway, so a lot of those people joined and stopped playing. So there's really only me and maybe two or three other active users at the moment, most of whom are still um, sort of starter players. Uh, I am at the top of the leaderboard. Uh, I'm only in Silver 2, as I mentioned, and I'm currently hitting... Hard clan boss at about five, five and a half million. Actually, I think I, I cracked six million the other day per key. Um, so I'm not that far ahead of you. I would like more people such as yourself who have the capability because I just need to finish that hard boss so that I can move on to brutal. I'm sick of getting, um, doing a key on easy because the easy warrior chest or whatever it's called, the rewards aren't that great. I need to get into some better uh, clan boss levels so that I can um, get some better rewards. Uh, so it's really up to you. If you do join me, you're going to find that progression will be much slower than the clan you're already in. So appreciate you wanting to join and you are welcome to join if you want to. And that goes out to anyone that's listening. But um, yeah, I may have to kick some people, to be honest. <laughs> There's some people who are there now who haven't played in 12 weeks um, so I don't, I haven't put any rules in cause I didn't think that people were actually going to join my clan. Uh, so I'll have to think about it. You can only have 30 people. So I guess, yeah, maybe eight weeks is where I'll put it at for now. And then I might drop it later. We'll see. Anyway, again, thank you very much. And I will continue to make the content. I hope you enjoy it. That's it. Now, lastly, I've got a little bit of a beginner tip, and it's just in regards to silver. When you first start playing the game, if you're anything like me, you probably find your silver just keeps going up, 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 up. Um, and it should, and you should let it keep going up and try not to spend silver as much as you can. Uh, you should, of course, be spending silver to crack open your shards and see what you get so that's important and you should be using silver to upgrade your artifacts but don't go crazy on upgrading your artifacts because until you start getting everything five or even six star well we'll say we'll say five until you start getting con consistently four and five star artifacts you shouldn't be ranking them up above four or eight um i wouldn't even go as high as eight i wouldn't waste too much silver on three star artifacts or less uh these days i don't waste any i don't even use four star um unless they've got the perfect stats and even then i try and keep away from four star stuff because 
even though it'll have perfect stats, it might not have the right numbers. The numbers aren't going to be as good. So it really depends. But that's my tip. Hold on to your silver because later on in the game, when you are trying to get your five and six star items up to rank 16, it will cost possibly several million per artifact. Keep that in mind. I think I went through 3 million on one artifact just to get it from 12 to 16. Stupid RNG. Anyway, that is my tip for this week. I hope you enjoyed it. It's a simple one, but it's good. If you like the show, please do click like, click subscribe, share, write a review, do whatever makes you happy. Do an interpretive dance, film it, put it on YouTube. I'd really appreciate that. I would. <laughs> That'd be interesting to see. Anyway, we are at the end of an episode, and one of the guys in the Discord mentioned how much he liked getting a hug at the end of last episode. So it's got to be a thing now. It is now a thing. So bring it on in, you freaking awesome human being. You wrap those arms around. Just keep keep the arms up high. Don't don't go too low. Just a quick cuddle, pat on the back. You're a good person. Okay. <sighs> Hugs do feel good, even if they're not real. That was real. It was just more symbolic than physical. I enjoyed that. I, th I hope you enjoyed it too. And uh, I'll be back in another two weeks for another hug and another episode. Bye. <laughs>